Hello, you're listening to an episode of Black Coffee and Lavender Tea. This is your host, Dominique Ferguson. I am author of my little black ebook, 200 Plus Ways to Be Feminine, a blogger and a femininity coach. I'll be doing the show with my best sister friend, Ava Joy, who is a phenomenal woman, mother, and femininity coach as well. Feminine energy and masculine energy are not necessarily polar opposites. They're complementary energies, and it's safe to say that most happy, healthy women flow in and out of these two energies effortlessly, daily. This episode is entitled Feminine Energy and Masculine Energy, and we'll explain both energies, then focus on feminine energy and how women can intentionally choose to stay there as much as possible. Feminine energy is not passive or weak or silent. Feminine energy is not intimidated by masculinity or masculine energy. Feminine energy is nurturing, powerful, strong in its right. Moreover, it is compassionate and kind, sensual and receptive, transformative and relaxed, relaxing and an important component to the life of a well-balanced family. For the benefit of a thriving family, it is important for the head nurturer, the mother, and if she's married, then the wife, to function in feminine energy so that her family can feed from that energy and thrive. Do you know what it's like to grow up under a mother or work for a female boss who's always angry, critical, argumentative, and rarely compassionate or kind? If left unchecked, this type of energy in a woman can be detrimental to her health and the health of her relationships. Masculine energy is dominant. Masculine energy is productive. Masculine energy acts first and feels later. Masculine energy does what needs to be done without compromise. Masculine energy is argumentative. Masculine energy can be defensive. And when you have a woman who is operating in that energy, she can be too much to deal with. A woman who's operating in this energy will find that her family is not as comfortable with sharing with her as they would be someone else. She will find that her abrasiveness will turn her husband off, will turn her children off because masculine energy coming from a woman is really hard to deal with all the time. At the core of any strong, healthy family is a feminine woman. She brings the joy. She brings the peace. She sets the mood. She brings the compassion. She helps everyone around her to relax and be at ease. What we hope you take away from this segment today is that Feminine energy is needed and it is something that has to be practiced because we live in a very masculine society where women are expected to work just as hard as any man and criticize harshly if they don't measure up. But we are not men. We are women. And in our purest form, we're girls. So let's get into our episode, shall we? Hi, Ava Joy. How are you? I am wonderful. How are you? All is well. So tonight, our episode's name is Feminine Energy and Masculine Energy. Are you excited? I am. (laughs) Me too. So can you share what you've learned and lived relating to feminine energy and masculine energy, sister? Hey, all. Okay, so this is... 
maybe for those who want to be more feminine, for whatever reason, um, maybe you realize you want to attract a more masculine man, um, masculine meaning protector and provider. Maybe you just want to enjoy immersing yourself into a softer version of you. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're a single mom or if you're having to take care of yourself or maybe you're married and you'd like your husband to step up a little more, it all starts with you. Um, My experience with many single moms being raised by a single mom and um, after being divorced for being married 17.5 years, I went through a divorce and had to become a single mom um, maybe in the last two years of my children's lives, their high school life. Um, And there's nothing wrong with single moms, of course, but there can be a bit of a deficit because um, when you're a single mom, it's almost like the woman part gets erased. You're busy paying bills, trying to manage life, the lives of your children, you know, the stresses of life, dysfunction, they're evolving, you're evolving, the world, fighting off unwanted attention, um, you know, from men you don't want, you know, wanting a good man, but not being able to attract and keep him because a masculine man is turned off by masculine energy from a woman. Mm-hmm. When we think about it, you know, we don't want a man saying, that's too heavy or, you know, can you take out the garbage or I just can't seem to make a decision without you. I'm so glad you're here. That is a turnoff for me as a feminine woman. So that's kind of when you flip it around, a man doesn't want to be in the presence of a masculine woman because what's his masculinity going to do? It's going to leave and find a feminine woman. So let's start with the law of practice. What can you do now to practice maybe, you know, being a little more feminine? Start with journaling. Journaling helps you get out your emotions, maybe acknowledging, you know, where you've shown up as an independent, you know, I don't need a man kind of woman, Um, you know, and that's going to help you figure out some things, you know, think of where maybe this extra independence came from. Did it come from watching your mother? Did it come from, you know, watching your Aunt Ruby? Who did it come from? Where did it come from? Because when you can kind of pinpoint where it came from, then you have a place to start. Scheduling. If you're a busy mom or you've got small children or if you're at school or if you've got work or, you know, whatever the case may be, you know, we schedule almost everything and we take ourselves off the list. You know, we've got to schedule the carpool. You've got to schedule the doctor's appointment. You know, you've got to schedule the PTA meeting. You've got to schedule when you go before the principal. But we don't schedule the hot bath, which is amazing. I take two hot baths a day. I take one before work. I take one after work. It is the most amazing feeling in the world. It helps me start my day and it just kind of, it's like, okay, what do I need to do? You know, how do I need to start? How do I need to show up? You know, and it allows you to slow down and feel and be and enjoy. I enjoy the bubbles. I enjoy the smell of lavender. It allows you that moment because that's what feminine women do. We, We are allowed to be and to feel and to express ourselves. You know, practicing, practice speaking, maybe sweeter, maybe slower, maybe with less of an attitude, maybe responding um, in a different way than you did yesterday or the day before. If your children get on your nerves at that moment, because we know life happens and we're not saying because you're a feminine woman that you're not dealing with life. Life comes to all of us. But what we are saying is maybe you were overwhelmed yesterday and you just lashed out and yelled try a different approach today. Scheduling helps you to be less overwhelmed. You know, practice speaking sweeter, practice getting down on that child's level. You know, whatever you need to do, that is going to help you. You know, maybe 
if you're unsure of how to practice, start with a smile. You know, even at work, it, it's been shown customer service when you're picking up a phone. If you smile before you pick up the phone, you're more likely to carry that smile into the sound of your voice, into your mannerisms. So do that, you know, with the start of your day. Smile more, you know, read more books. Maybe Google how to do it. YouTube University is awesome. You know, my sister wrote 200 plus ways to be more feminine on her ebook. Pick that up. But there are ways to help you practice this and ask for help. You know, men do things that are cut off from the world. If you've ever heard a man, you know, say, I'm about to get on my grind, or I'm about to hustle and I'm going to get this car, or I'm going to get this, you know, promotion. That's their language. So sometimes they cut everybody off for a minute. It's like, where have you been? I was on my grind. You know, they, they pop up with a new car or a new woman or a new body because they've been in the gym working it out. But men cut themselves off. Women, since the beginning of time, have needed other women for community. You know, when you think of maybe the women at the well, they gathered, you know, to talk to each other, to wash clothes together. You know, quilting communities, quilting circles, canning circles, baby showers. These are things we as women need. It's our way of learning. It's our way of sharing. It's our way of communicating. We do need other women. And if there are none in your community, maybe because they're toxic or maybe because they don't know or they're on their own struggle, then again, you can use Facebook. There are many groups to join on Facebook. You can use meetups. There are many meetups online that you can, you know, just kind of immerse yourself in. There's just no excuse. The internet has provided every kind of help we need. Thank goodness. This might've been harder in the eighties when you've only had the encyclopedia Britannica, but we have so much more than that now. You know, I remember when, um, I went through my divorce and I had to deal with my children, you know, just on my own. I immersed myself in classes. I immersed myself again in YouTube university because, you know, I had a small budget. I had to work two jobs. But the one thing I never let go of was my femininity. And there were times I felt it fading. I felt bitterness coming in because it's like, this is not what I prepared for. This is not what I planned for. And it does make you angry. It really makes you angry. A lot of times when you look at your life and you realize, I'm not where I want to be. And, you know, you want to blame the world. It's not my fault that I'm here. You know, I didn't expect to be there. But when I wanted to cry, I cried. You know, I worked on what I needed to work on to be a better me. Most of my friends say that I'm about the girliest person that they've ever met. <laughs> but for me, I wanted to take that to another level. And I still do. You know, I'm still working on that. So I'm still reading books. Um, you know, I am still looking at other women and looking at other podcasts and, you know, just having that community with women around me to help me. And the beautiful thing about this, ladies, that I've experienced is that when you start to evolve and become the woman that you desire to become, a lot of masculine women don't want to hang around you. And a lot of feminine or beta men don't want to hang around you. They may be attracted to you, but they can't stay because you offer them nothing. You know, the masculine wants to protect and it wants to provide. You know, we may think this sounds a little traditional, but there are a lot of men who did grow up not wanting their wives to work. And they did that because either A, 
they saw their father work and provide for their mom. And when they came home, their mom had snacks on the table and dinner was ready. And this is what they enjoyed. And they set up in their mind, I'm going to protect and provide just like my father did. So my mom or my wife can do this for me and for my children. That's a provider. Or sometimes you might get a man who says, I watched my mom struggle. I watched her work two jobs to put food on the table. And that's not what I want for my wife. And some women fight this because they feel like, you know, well, I want to have my own money and I want to have my own this and I want to have my own that. But again, a topic for another day. But if you've married this person, do you not trust them? You trust your boss to be there every week with your check. He didn't sign anything that says, I'm going to pay you, you know, every week when you work, but you are counting on Friday to get that paycheck. Would you not trust the man that you've married? So all I'm saying is, is that being feminine is a beautiful thing. It's freeing. It allows you to just to be freer, to not have to carry the baggage and the weight. Because a lot of women, unfortunately, and if, if I can speak my own truth for a moment, I have maybe five aunts. And all of them were married, except one, I think. And they all got divorced, and none of them have ever married again. And I love my aunts. My aunts are mamas. If you are hungry, they will feed you. They will take you under their wing. But a lot of them have become so masculine and so bitter that a masculine man is not going to share that same space. And for me, I knew that that was not what I wanted because I've also experienced women who have divorced and have remarried in my family, outside of my family, among my community. And, and that's the thing that I look at. So uh, that's it. That's all I've got for the moment. What about you, sister? Sister, you make so many valid points and you give lots of great information. Um, in my own learning, I have observed, it was first taught to me um, in a class that we both attended, but I've noticed it in my own life that there's a correlation between watching reality television oh. and the rise of masculine energy and otherwise feminine women. You know, mm-hmm. you're sitting there and you're watching an episode of whatever has decided to come on any of these cable stations and you hear the the, with the fussing and the cussing and you see the necks rolling and maybe mm-hmm. drinks flying. And before you know it, sister, whether that's your temperament or not, yeah, you'll wave your finger and wave <laughs> and, you know, move your neck and mm-hmm. yell. And mm-hmm. it's like, whoa, why am I doing this? Whoa, why am I reacting in this way? Um, since feminine energy is receptive, we have Absolutely. to be very cautious about what we listen to and what we watch, who we're around. So I think that's something that um, our listeners, you know, as we have learned, have to be vigilant about, you know, what we allow in our space, who we allow in our space. Um, You know, a little bit of something every now and again isn't, you know, so bad. So it's okay to watch some reality television. You know, it's okay um, to hang around with otherwise loud friends. (laughs) But... You might want to not spend so much time with, you know, so-and-so if she is loud and boisterous or angry and bitter and masculine when you're trying to make yourself more feminine. 
Absolutely. I completely agree. And here's the thing, and I know this may ruffle a few feathers. It is not feminine, ladies, women. It, it's not even human, really, to just randomly beat your head with, with a weave or a wig or braids. That's just, <laughs> I just I needed to say that. It's okay if that's what you choose to do. But just remember, a lot of times, again, you're mirroring what you see. And if you're around a bunch of people who are just banging their head randomly because there's an itch, other people don't know what you're doing. Other cultures, sometimes men don't know what you're doing. They think you have a tick or, or, or you're about to blow up. This is not okay if you need to carry a little bobby pin or something and prepare to, to get to scratch that itch. That's fine. Another thing that, again, when you're talking about, um, you know, just watching this reality TV, these lashes that are miles and miles long, there's nothing natural about that. Everyone knows that you have glued them on and you're actually closer to a drag queen than you are just a natural feminine woman. It's okay, again, if you want to add or enhance your looks, but something more natural. You know, mascara is a great place to start. But if you are just bent on wearing false lashes, that's fine. But for a moment, step out of where you are. Determine for maybe two days, 48 hours, you're going to open a book. You're going to Google what a feminine woman looks like. Somebody that you might admire, um, maybe from another culture, maybe from another era. There are so many beautiful... Josephine Baker was a beautiful woman. Coretta Scott King. If you've looked at the way this woman, her makeup, if you don't like the old, you know, 1950s way of dressing, that's fine. I happen to love it. But just look at her makeup. Look at how beautiful and how well put together she looked. It wasn't overly done. It didn't look like she had played in her makeup longer than she needed to. It was just beautiful and soft. You know, Halle Berry, if you take a look at her, even um, Naomi Campbell, you know, just not when she's walking the runway, but just if she's on the cover of something, it's not overly done. It's not, you know, just so avant-garde unless that's something she was modeling for. Sierra, I happen to love, you know, just her natural, you know, look, there are so many women to admire just for 48 hours. You know, maybe take off the false lashes and try something different because femininity is also natural. When you think of childbirth, that is natural and it's beautiful. No one, no one else except a woman can give birth. It is so beautiful and that's natural. It requires nothing except your own body, your own feminine nature. So maybe try that with your looks. Try that with your sound, you know, dance in the rain. If you're afraid of that, close your, you know, your shades or your blinds, turn on some music, some classical music, something without a beat or a bump, something that's not telling you, you know, to grind and shake it down. Just something that's going to allow you just to tap into who you are, the beautiful side of you. Am I making sense, sister? You're making a lot of sense. This is wisdom for sure. Finding a feminine role model is really helpful because sometimes um, it feels like you're all alone yeah. in this world when you're trying to make changes. Because trust and believe me, when you decide to become a more feminine woman, um, 
and, and maybe it's different once you're over a certain age. I'm not really sure, but I know when I began to make my changes was a few years ago, and just by the way that I dressed, that was actually the first change, just the, the type of clothing I decided to wear. I always mm-hmm. worn jeans and pants and stuff like that. There's nothing wrong with jeans, pants, shorts. They're fine, but I decided I wanted to wear more dresses and more skirts, and I actually had a couple of feminine role models, and so... I began to kind of, you know, mimic their dressing, not to copy them or anything necessarily, but just because I liked what I saw yeah. and I wanted to reflect that, you know? Yeah. Um, maybe that is a copycat, not sure. But I began to dress in this way and immediately uh, my friends started saying things about it. And I think that I was making people uncomfortable because I was changing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I began to change the way that I spoke. I mean, you're on the podcast, it's a little different, but I learned a lot in um, my classes, my femininity classes about uh, feminine voice and, you know, the, the way to sit, the way to talk, lots of etiquette things or whatnot. And so I began to implement those things in my life, mm-hmm. um, in my faith, in my rearing of my children. Yeah. And there was some pushback and I became a little bit more isolated. I didn't get pushback from everybody, but I got pushed back from a lot of people and it was okay because I, I had a feminine sisterhood. Yeah. So, um, you know, when I felt that the outside world didn't understand me, I had a community of women who did, but it, it could be a little lonely. And, and sometimes it can feel that you, you, you don't really know if you're making enough progress, right? Because if you're making the changes and you think you're doing okay, but all you have around you are masculine Betty's, who are you to say oh, that you are? Oh, goodness. <laughs> that you truly are becoming a more feminine woman. So I urge you to take our advice. I urge you to listen to this podcast, not only once, but two, three, four times. You know, play yeah. it passively. Listen to it actively. Listen to it passively. But um, what has been said on this line, mostly by my amazing sister, Amy Joy, is nothing oh, awesome. These things, it's true. These things... Um, they will improve your life in so many ways. Yeah. Just focusing on my feminine energy and my femininity has improved my life. I'm happier. And it's not like, oh, okay, well, everything's roses and things of that nature. But I am happier. I am slimmer. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not frustrated or angry or bossy or any of those other negative emotions that I was really struggling with before I began my feminine education. I I think it was just one day in 2015, I looked around my life, you know, and I I started reflecting and I was like, God, something's got to change. I just wasn't very happy. I wasn't happy in the relationship I was in. I wasn't happy with my weight at the time. Um, At my biggest, I was 240, 240 pounds. And I wasn't happy with that. And it was like, and I, I literally remember the day I went on the computer looking, I just looked up feminine energy because I'd read a blog post um, by this guy um, who has a really popular blog. Black girls are easy. I put it out there. I think it's awesome. He's a bit crude, but it was, it met me where I was at the time. Mm-hmm. And I read that blog and was reading that blog. And I think he had mentioned something about femininity or feminine energy. And I was like, hmm. If that could help me I wonder what that is and I looked into it and I'm telling you in 2015 there was hardly nothing on YouTube about feminine energy system 
Mm. Nothing I could find. Yeah. And, uh, but I kept digging and I did see a couple of videos here and there. And then it eventually just kind of led me down this rabbit hole that would eventually change the trajectory of my life. And now four years later, I feel better. I look better and I am better and I'm much more improved because as women, feminine energy, that is at our core. That's who we are. Yes, we have our masculine moments. and, And yes, we have those times where we do have to use the masculine energy. But we need to know when to turn that switch off and yes. on. And yes. that's where the comes in. So um, since learning about femininity and the power, because it is powerful, since learning about the power of femininity, it has drastically improved my life. And as Sister has testified, it has improved hers. And there are yeah. women all over the globe who've been affected by this thing because um, it's time for a change. It's time for a change. And it's, it's a movement. Whether, whether you know it or not, it is a movement. Women, and so many of them, um, are wanting a better way of living. They're realizing, um, I'm, I'm, I'm left holding the bag here in this masculine, I can do it all energy. Because it's not for, for me, just sitting in traffic. You know, I remember when I was managing a chiropractic office and sitting in traffic just bothered me so much. Whereas I've noticed men, when they've got a manager, they've got a big meeting or they've got a promotion, it's, it, it's adrenaline. It's like a pump for them and they love it. For me, it just made me nervous. It made me anxious. And it's like, I would rather just be home making sure that my kids have dinner. And it was just we we feel things so very different. It's kind of like how when the child is crying and men are like, oh, that's a lot. That's kind of how I felt driving to the office and having deadlines. But we feel that way because it's, it's just part of our DNA. It's a natural feeling. And so to return to that is just very natural. To say, you know what, that may be too much for me. To say, you know what, today I'm just going to take a moment and just be silent. Um, you know, you entertain the children, do whatever you need to do, but don't forget you. It is the start. It is the start of femininity. Don't forget who you are. If you need to go and buy, you know, a $5 vase of, of you know, of flowers from the Kroger or the Walmart or the Food Line or the Piggly Wiggly, whatever store you are near the Publix, you know, do what's going to help you. And it's only, it takes one step, one step at a time. We're not Superman. It's not going to happen overnight, but one step at a time. And it's such a beautiful feeling. I agree. Thank you so much, Ava Joy, for chatting with us tonight. On Thank this topic. you. You are brilliant. We appreciate you. I appreciate I love you. you. I love you so much. You're awesome. Bye, listeners. Bye.